Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dragon Mark Symphony here on Natural One Media. My name is Dylan, your Woo. DM for the evening, here with my friends, and we are going to hop right into it. I hope y'all remember what happened last time. You know what I uh, did remember? The episode number, because I've got it saved in OBS now. Oh, Thanks, YouTube. <laughs> what is Beautiful. it? I, I lost my, my 38. number. 38. <laughs> 38, okay. Uh, yeah, because YouTube lets you save your, your settings on OBS. Shout out to the YouTubes. We're just here having fun. Last time, <laughs> uh, our group was yeah. on the run, so to speak, trying to make their way back to the King's Citadel um, so that they could sort of regroup uh, with potential allies and launch a plan of attack uh, against the Warforged, uh, currently being led by three the supposed right hand warforged to the king himself uh well, he was he, he was no, whether yeah, or not, not he will be is really different yeah the future is in question the, the past <laughs> uh the, what, the future doesn't exist what is also certain that it was a uh very close shave uh Watch that recently escaping across the city streets as they attempted to get to a uh, essentially like a manhole cover, a passageway leading down into the sewers of the city of Rote uh, that would allow them to pass, hopefully undetected, uh, and get behind the main castle walls uh, to the King's Citadel uh, without issue. So, after some uh, deft dodging and distractions... In uh, a very eventful skill challenge that occurred, uh, the group was able to make their way into the sewers relatively unscathed. Uh, whereupon they slowly made their way past many walls and hallway after hallway after hallway until they finally reached a large ladder. Um, there was a strange incident involving uh, some rats, uh, some local rats that sort of peaked the interest of a few of the uh, uh, party members. Uh, and Silva made her way up the ladder uh, to what was hopefully going to be an exit. Uh, but when she reached the very top, she overheard voices nearby. Uh, before anything really could be done, uh, she was forced to retreat back down as uh, two figures approached the sort of the grate over top of this uh, entryway, uh, lifting it open and peering down inside the tunnel, calling down to uh, the people below. And uh, that is where we had left off, as nobody had yet responded uh, to the calls uh, out to them, asking if anyone was there. Incorrect. <laughs> Correct me. At the very end, I went... Who's there? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Sure. Incorrect. Yeah, so Silva did. Silva did respond. Who's I there? I did, in fact, respond. In my dainty, potentially child, potentially halfling voice, depending on the mm -hmm. scenario. <laughs> uh, but that is that is where we left off, uh, with all of you still in the sewers, uh, sort of gathered around the base of this ladder. Uh, and with these two, as of yet, unknown figures uh, calling down from above, 
Uh, and Silva has just called out in a very convincing voice, who's there? Um, she is greeted with silence. No response comes back down from the top of the ladder. But they're mm. clearly not white. Wait, what? Let's hold on. <laughs> that's a that's a horror ass movie trope that a white Starting person would have immediately responded to. Okay, so what did um, they wait? So what did they say again? Sorry. They just asked if anyone was down there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, when they said that, I had said hello, and yeah. there was no then response. They did not respond. But they don't respond. I don't need to respond. Ridiculous. What are we going to do? Don't tell them they're rude. Should we try? We don't know if they're friendly or not. Oh, it it might be. Um, so let's be cautious here. Uh, we're all in disguises, right? Just three of you. Most of us. Just three of us. Three. Yeah. The mainly the the most. It's mainly the most, uh, mainly it's just the most identifiable between, uh, it's me, you, and, Nath uh, and Nathaniel. Yes. Got it. Right. All right. So just as a heads up to everybody, Dak looks like if Caspian had a son, uh, <laughs> utterly around Dak's age. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I feel like he would have had words that almost were said about it, and then he decided it was better to just not address it and then continue moving on. Yeah, it's one of those things that's like you got to pick your battles, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, true. so so you are cosplaying as young Caspian's son, yep, with bright green eyes, bright green eyes. Okay, bright green All eyes. All right, yep. in a secret, we'll we'll tackle later. I've been gone for a little bit. I've been sitting on that for a while. <laughs> um, and we have so Nathaniel is currently cosplaying as a priest, a human priest, um, Ooh, of the specifically of the Church of the Silver Flame. Um, and we had Silva, who is cosplaying as a young halfling witch girl, if I have that correctly. Yes, I love it. Um, Though yeah, also dude. a child, if the if the if the lie would be more believable, <laughs> if it's funnier that way. Yeah. Uh, also, thank you so much for telling me that my hat looks like a like a cowboy hat because that's it retains the shape. Uh, oh good. It will oh, very good. much be the son of <laughs> Caspian wearing a a cowboy hat and whatever Caspian's wearing, just like smaller version of it. Mm. So, like, the shoulder pauldrons are just, like, really small, kind of sit closer to the shoulders themselves. Exactly. Uh, I look like a son trying to be just like his father. Mm. And what was my, uh... What was mine? Because I wasn't here last week. I was you out are, of town. You're not one of the people with the hats of disguise. Correct. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. A A halfling is at least on its own just normal enough where especially that, with the rest yeah. of us that it's not going to immediately be like yeah where like when they have like they know it's like essentially like 
uh, potentially two human-sized people, a dwarf, a fairy, and then a halfling. <laughs> yeah, that. It makes would, the, uh, you know, like obviously because if we just disguised me, the, the dwarf, and halfling combo might be weird. But now, okay. if essentially three of us all almost being halflings. Yeah, and Marshall is sort of <laughs> half alluding to also the sort of the crux for the disguises, which was the message that three sort of broadcasted out to the city, uh, wherein he specified uh, a small group with a dwarf and a fairy. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But didn't yeah. specify design, so we're we're a little we're pretty good there. Uh, okay. but yeah, so I mean, All right, what are we doing? So yeah, I couldn't get an angle uh, uh seeing the outside. So okay. um, I mean, we we should be like right by the citadel, and. What it was humanoid, I would assume. You did you? I mean, I could faintly, yeah, I could faintly hear the vo like voices around, but they didn't sound warforged. I think, I think that's that's a pretty easy distinction, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, but uh, but also it's just the you know, that it's one of those things where. You know, if we're coming out of the wrong spot, I guess it's more of like, are we concerned that maybe if they're not Warforged, but also they may not be friendly to us type thing? If they're not, in fact, if we are not, in fact, by the Citadel. Why wouldn't they be friendly to us? I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of panic going on and we're and we're coming out of a sewer. Really? Might be weird. I'd see like if it was any if it was anywhere else, I think that would honestly be the least of their concern. Hey, Dylan, real quick. Mm -hmm. Did we take a long rest between the last time I was on the show? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Good. Um, I'm three hit points. We um, are looking into having our long rest at the Citadel, just so you know. Uh, no, 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 no. Got it. Okay, that was so the, that was the thought process, unless because that was the thing was it was either we just went for it <laughs> at the scenario we're at or we tried to long rest at the citadel with the limited time we had nevertheless though yes, it, we needed to know the status of the citadel and that was the big thing so got it. And, that was why uh, we went just, for this first just a reminder we cannot see these people but they're around the, uh, the corner they're up Butter. essentially Overhead. like yeah. there's a ladder leading up to an entrance yeah. got it because uh, if you missed it, we are in the sewers actively right now. Yes, I love that. That was the only way to. I remember us planning and doing that, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're playing sewer games. Um, Gotta look for for Frank and Charlie. I'm gonna look to everybody and say, um, if you all desire, I can. Uh, Reveal their minds and see what they are thinking. Sure, you can do that. that would work. Would They're still there, they, yeah. Would they notice? If um, I find that um, it's if I only 
skim off the surface if one if you will that they will not see that i was there but if i take deeper then the intrusion will be discovered okay i think surface level should be good enough to figure out just a, a friend or foe kind of thing i would i would imagine or if they ran away because they heard a small child's voice from the sewer and that's just legitimately terrifying that would be odd yes that you get murdered mm. um i shall do that Dak is going to turn around walk up uh, tentatively at least a little bit closer so he's within 30 feet uh and then he's going to cast mind's revelation mind's revelation mm-hmm. yeah yo yeah, because how tall does how high does the is the grate from from where we're standing? I guess say about twenty feet. Okay. I was, I was imagining it being a little a little higher for some reason. Yeah, I cast it and then I go looking mentally, see what we can find. All right. So here's the thing. With Mind's Revelation in particular, uh, you can focus your mind on a creature that you can see within 30 feet of you. So... If you are willing to look up the ladder up towards the surface, uh, I'll have you roll a perception check. And you can see if you can focus enough to visibly make out whoever is up at the top of the ladder. Um, I was playing more of using the secondary function of it to uh, detect the presence of thinking creatures I can't see. Uh... Did you utilize that function I see. when we were yep. at the theater? Yep, I was looking mm-hmm. at the first function. Uh, no, yeah, that would work. Yeah, within 30 feet. Okay, so. Alright. You allow your mind to drift. And as it does, you find that you are greeted for the most part with silence uh there aren't a lot of people out and about it seems at the moment uh after a minute or so of deep concentration you begin to pick up something sort of coming off of like your left side a little but it feels distant uh and it is a consistent thought it's a constant thought um that is sort of coming to you of just sort of like caution it's this this ebbing persistent thought of like be cautious be careful um another thought breaks through a couple feet away it is inquisitive um yes. But it is separate. There's a distinction between the two that tells you that it is two specific individuals 
right next to each other. Jack mm. takes that in and then moves back to the group. Um, there are two individuals. They are not hostile. It's more one is fearful and the other one is um what is the word for in Corvalian common when you want to discover something? Curious. Yes. One is cautious, the other is curious. Well they know we're here. They know they know somebody or something is down here. I believe that if we were to make our presence known further, uh, it would not me me go it, the excuse me it would not be to our detriment or to our overall health. I think we may be able to speak with these individuals. Might be a good idea. Um, Silva, did you? Uh, move the grate at all when you got up there? Is it heavy? Is it would be would we be able to get through there pretty easily? I did not move it. Okay. I thought by it I figured my attempts to move it would create would raise alarm. Okay. Um I'm for the interruption, but I did believe we should send um the one that looks the least threatening up first. Oh, I mean, and who would that be? Which one is that? Yeah. Um, I, I am aware that I am the one that made the suggestion, but I was hoping that one of you would have that answer. I mean, I, d I don't feel like any of us, at least currently, look outwardly threatening. Maybe Caspian, but he's just got resting bitch face. Um, Caspian does look like that usually, yes. No offense, Caspian. Full offense, Caspian. I do fear that I will inherit it when I get older. Um, I mean, I could, I could get up there quietly, uh, and try and, you know, not be making too much noise to attract other attention if we want to go that route. If you feel confident doing that, then yeah, well, you I mean, know, we anything, have your back. Uh, I've got, I've got some oil too, so I can make sure that the, uh, grate doesn't like squeak or anything as we try and open it. <laughs> Make sure to make a, some sort can of... Can a WD-40 on your purse? Yeah. <laughs> no, I have an oil flask. <laughs> if you want to make some sort of signal, if anything goes awry, I don't know what that would be, but um, we'll be on the lookout um, for something. Again, forgive the interruption, but on the streets of Sean, it is customary to have the children pickpocket those on the street. So that's as they were not raised the most suspicion. So um, with that being said, perhaps uh, we could have 
um, Lady Silva go up there in her current guise. I mean, I, I do and have the do what? Speak with these individuals. I was going to say, I do, I do have the ability, you know, with, within a short range to have a symbol or have my, my voice come out to you guys. If, if anything goes wrong or if it goes well and you guys can come up here. Okay. Understandable. Right. Not, anyway. not super far, but it should be good enough just from the top of top of the grate. Does that sound good to everyone? Sure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right. Uh, I'll uh, go ahead and as quietly as possible, scurry up the ladder and then go to like kind of look as best as I can as Silva did before opening the grate and make a perception check. Uh, I got bad news way. for you. A nat 20, even you can get a nat 20. You're still not going to see shit. <laughs> um, uh, to, to reference that, Franny, I got up there. I, fully, I rolled a nat 20 on the perception and I couldn't see a thing. <laughs> nice. I fully respect that you're still mad about that. <laughs> I fully respect it. I fully respect it. Uh, I just that, have to point it out. Five. <laughs> mm, mm, well, now we're cooking. Right. Um, I do want to mention You now too, see uh, the world. Dak is going to use the last bit of his mind revelation to uh, check up on Caspian and see what his surf surface thoughts are. <laughs> okay, we're just doing surface thoughts? Just surface thoughts. Dak has learned his lesson. Just skimming the top. Yep. Uh, so the surface thoughts of a character are going to be kind of like what's on their mind at the moment. Yep. It is for Caspian. Uh, he is thinking very hard. Kill me. Just kill me. Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> but he's also <laughs> concentrating immensely. It's on sets, but <laughs> going up the ladder. <laughs> so many feelings on both cheeks. Well, I mean, when we last left off, we, we did. Caspian and I were just examining the fact that there was a monarch butterfly that I had pierced on the ground that was previously a rat, then turned into a hand, then turned into a monarch butterfly. Mm. For any, when I say you missed a lot last time, yeah, it sounds like it. What's <laughs> <laughs> again? Um, no. So what Caspian is focusing on, uh, and again, this is only surface thoughts. It is he seems incredibly, uh, I'm trying to think how to describe this. It's. It's like somebody who's thinking about a, just one specific objective, but they're running through a Rolodex in their mind of all the different ways to accomplish it. it. Like, they're thinking of not just plan A or plan B, they're trying to get to plan G as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really difficult to, like, 
hone in without really, you know, diving further deeper. Uh, because this on the surface level, it is just brain calculations going at a hundred miles per hour. Got it. Plan A, get out of the sewer. Plan B, clap sets ass cheeks. Plan C, kill Dak. Plan D, kill Dak again somehow. <laughs> Half of them are just beat the shit out of Dak. <laughs> I dig it. Okay. Uh, taking that information in, Dak will nod knowingly over to Caspian as if they just had a conversation, but nothing has happened. Caspian, like, does a bit of a double take. It's just like, what? Hmm? You're, you're looking at me like, saw something. Um, Forgive me, Corvillian common is not my first language. I'm sorry, I don't speak right. English. <laughs> yes. Dak's gonna look back at Set and keep his eyes on Set. Okay, sorry, so, so Set, uh, you rolled a five. Yeah. You attempt to look through this grate, and as we kind of established last time, like it's this really thick grate, there's actually not a lot of like the openings of the grate aren't that large. They're they're pretty mm-hmm. small. Um, so you can make out, you know, like light and like faint bits of sky running through, but you can't even try as you might to try to get a really good angle, you can't even like see the ground or anything around you. Uh and you definitely don't see any signs of any like people or creatures or anything like that. Uh, that's what I figured. Uh so just as quietly, but also as quickly as possible. I'm going to open up the grate and... Okay, this is going to require a strength check. Oh, great. You got this. You don't have any negatives. You're Just straight up strength or athletics or... This is straight up strength. This is strong. I I tried. Okay. Um, you got this. Uh, you did one push-up before. 16. Two push-ups. Okay. I don't get any bonuses. Uh, that was just a flat 16. You, here's what you do, because you're just, you're just that good. <laughs> you realize that in order to move this grate, you're going to have to be able to not only apply pressure with your arms, but you need to be able to push with your leg as well. So you take one of your legs, you kind of wrap the ankle around the the side rail of the ladder and then with the other leg you bring it up an extra rung you take each hand on either side of the grate and as you're pushing up on the grate with the arms you're also pushing with that back leg like you're putting your full body strength into it and as you do you hear the you feel the grate beginning to give way and kind of slide over a bit with a really loud just like uh, as you're able to slide it over aside, like taking just like a giant rock and trying to like push it across the ground, uh, and you are able to shift it over to the side far enough that you would be able to climb out fully. As coming out, it will be like a. 
up tumble and like into a ready stance excellent uh you pull yourself up using the momentum uh kicking off of the ladder you pull yourself up immediately tumble uh flipping forward and uh uh do you have a weapon out uh, I'll have my hand on like a dagger, but Excellent. I won't have anything actively pulled. Uh, you feel soft, uh, kind of dewy grass beneath your uh, hands and feet. Um, and as you come to the end of the tumble, one hand uh, prepared for the dagger, uh, you bring your head up and there's a slight bop as your nose meets the end of a hand crossbow that is pointed directly at your face yeah that's i that's what i figured would be greeting me uh you feel a slight nudge at the back of your head as well right and the tautening the the tightening of a string as it is made taut uh, and sort of like the, the clicking noise uh, as a secondary hand crossbow pointing at you from behind is drawn fully. I'm, I'm you heard the enemy. click. At least that's okay. Will, because if, will, he heard, if you didn't get that click like... and he let go, you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I let go Oops, of like the, the handle and I'm just like, I'm not here to fight. Well, state your name and your business. (laughs) Don't ever say that. Uh, my name is Set. I'm here to hopefully help. Who sent you? Caspian. Caspian, who? Who are you guys? Answer the question. I don't know his last name. What do you t- and the the figure in front of you sort of pulls their hood back. Uh, you see a man, mid to late thirties, bit of a pudgy face, uh, very clear wrinkle lines across the forehead, uh, shaved head. Um, kind of looks down at you with a bit of like a bemused expression. Oh, you may don't know his last name. I mean, I I don't just ask everyone's last name. I his name's Caspian. That's how I refer to him. How are we supposed but, to believe you then? I I mean, could you could you at least tell me who you are so I know your affiliation, so I can tell know what information that is you know relevant to be able to tell you. No, the point is that well, what what one's holding you up in it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the we have the guns, so therefore, <laughs> yes. And I am trying to be as helpful as possible. In order to be as helpful as possible, I would like a little bit of information on who I'm speaking to. Just, uh, just a little bit. The uh, another voice pipes in from the uh, connected to the crossbow from behind, uh, and goes, "He's probably just some." Local dolt from the town. Honestly, doesn't sound like he knows anything about what's going on. Uh, The voice 
a bit. Are they aware of what's going on? Works. Because they're acting a little nonchalantly from that. Um, look, I'm going to give you one more chance. Tell us what you're doing here and who sent you and why. If you don't answer, you're going to be in a world of pain. Does he cock the crossbow as he says uh, that? I mean, they're already cocked. Like, they are, they are ready to just pull the trigger. <laughs> he removes the... You know, the, the, yeah, just takes the arrow it. out, puts a new one in. <laughs> the real thing is, like... <laughs> the thing is to be like, what are you doing here? Well, where's here? Because if, if depending on that answer, it might be nothing. <laughs> Now that I actually speaking of that, now that I am above ground, at least yeah. What do you see? Even with being held up, am I able to get a better look of where I am? Yes. Uh, g you can kind of see out of your peripherals is that you are on, as mentioned before, you're on like a grassy lawn of sorts. Yeah. There are buildings not too far off from you. I'm talking like sub fifty feet away from you. Uh, you can see a stone wall not too far away from you. In the very near distance, you see towers, you see entryways and gates. Um, so I can almost assume that we are on the island and we actually did get to where. Yeah, because you, from your peripheral, at least. right hand side, um, you are able to make out looking above sort of, you know, cascading into the sky the multiple towers uh, of Broken Blade Castle itself. Okay, cool. Um, but you are clearly outside of its walls. Uh, the inner walls, I should say. Is the guy in front of me uniformed? Yes. Uh, does he, is he wearing the same, like, the uniform of the guards that would have been, like, stationed at the bridges? Uh, that uh, we've interacted with before, at least I have? Or is it a different uniform? Make a history check for me. That's a 17 plus 3, so a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, the uniform that this person is wearing is not the same garb as the uh, the rote guard, uh, like the city, the traditional city guard. Uh, you do recognize it, though. Uh, you had seen, uh, you had seen people wearing this particular outfit and the particular colors, uh, when you were leaving the Citadel, uh, following your, uh, procedure, your resurrection. Okay. Lean over these the Caspian. People, these people were standing outside of the doors of the Citadel itself. Yeah, lean over to Caspian. Thinking about it now. It probably would have made the most sense for you to be the one to go check out the out the crate. Oh come on, did I not even write I didn't even write Caspian's last name down if he gave it when he introduced himself, I so I know don't if even he have ever it. Gave it to us. So this is very <laughs> funny because I've only said his last name. 
over a dozen times throughout. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Really? And I just don't like. I feel like I know it, this but I also super just funny to me. Do not I'm have a hundred percent confirmation. I'm not going to oh, pretend yeah. like it was like vital information prior to this. Like, yeah, it it wasn't. It wasn't coming up as like a hugely important thing. I didn't say it a lot though. Doesn't it also um, start the C? No. God. <laughs> so, so I want to call congrats. him Caspian Durant. That is correct. Oh. Is it? Yeah, you have good instincts. It is Caspian Durant. Okay. You remembered all on your own. That's what I kept thinking, but then I was also that's like, right. no, that's a Pokemon. Like, what I was going to say, he's super weak to fire. Yeah, he's just really weak to fire. It's all right. Really good at basketball. Yeah. Nice. That full credit goes to Bennett. He set that joke up. I can't take credit for it. You, you, thank you. So, uh, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm with mm-hmm. uh, Caspian Durant and uh, and Nebic. They they says what they know is Nebic too. Yeah, but I mean anybody can know that. You know anybody who's. Yo, who they got guarding the tower? <laughs> Normal people, man. Like a fucking dumb and dumber getting the tower here. <laughs> How does he know Nebic too? <laughs> I, I can't believe it. Guys. Are you f- familiar with the Dark Lanterns? <laughs> you see a, a I am world with the CIA. of... Yeah, you see a world of conflict uh, <laughs> race across this person's face as they are very clearly debating whether they should just like actually answer this question for you or not. I love the dial up tone. If, if Dak, <laughs> very, it if is Dak very read fact the, modem. If Dak read his <laughs> thoughts, it, it is very just 90s facts modem. modem. Just like. <laughs> So, so if you know so if you know Caspian so if you know Caspian Durant then, then where is he then? Huh? In I this suit him for you. <laughs> Million dollar if, question. If, if you temporarily put down What do you mean get him for do you have him kidnapped? Is that what no. this is? <laughs> I'm in a group with him. I'm working with him. He's in this sewer. <laughs> if, you, if you give me a moment, I will let you. I will let you take my weapons from me, so that you are not threatened by those. But I just need to get a small bit of fleece, and I can have him come here. All right, but be slow about it. Put the weapons Absolutely. on the ground. Absolutely. I will slowly take both my daggers out and set them, like, put them, like, blade down into the ground. Mm. Uh, and then take my rapier, set it down. I feel like this is, like, the Lord of the Rings, like, but, like, the meme scene where they're just constantly pulling, like, weapons yes. out of their pocket. Uh, yes. Two daggers, I, I the rapier, put my and my like short bow. Into the dirt. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, no, like literally like stick the blades down it into was, the ground. It was something about <laughs> the way that you said down the, the blade and or like the blade down into it that made me imagine oh, yeah, it like, like this. I'm cutting like I'm cutting the, <laughs> the like, ground. Ah, yes, yes. The dirt. Let me just settle <laughs> it in here. <laughs> yeah, so cake. uh daggers stuck into the ground rapier set down short bow set down even though i <laughs> would not be able to do much with that but then uh just take a small bit of fleece and just kind of like rub it like that and cast minor illusion which okay. i can use to replicate my voice okay uh and just say like just have it say caspian come here I just heard from Set. He said to come up. I think he meant me specifically, though. It probably is best that you go first before we all go up together. <laughs> okay, but everyone be at the ready, all right? And then after I do that, I be like, he should be coming up shortly. What about the rest of your weapons? Those are all of my weapons. Prove it. That's harassment. <laughs> I, like, how, how would you like me to do that? He like, kind of looks at the, he looks at the other guard. Did you think you. that through or? Think about that sentence for a second. <laughs> how do we, how do we, how are we sure that they haven't, how sure they don't have any more weapons on them. She's like, you check them, you dolt. But, but, but what if they, what if they stab me? They're, you're a guard. What are you talking about? How did you get hired? Stab you, it's illegal. <laughs> hey, you don't get to ask <laughs> questions like that. I'm sorry. Like, I'm trying to be as professional as I can be right now. How did you get hired? I applied for... <laughs> considering what is going on right now, you are very, like, lackadaisical about this whole thing. Have you been reviewing be your processes properly? Hey, he, takes, he takes a crossbow and sort of bumps you in the forehead with it. Be quiet! And Marin Warforged about. No shit. Where the so fuck shut is Caspian? Yeah, so you don't bring the attention to us. Where the fuck is Caspian? Caspian's down and so was like, hang on, I got time at boots. Meanwhile, Ca meanwhile Caspian's <laughs> like, guys, shoes untied. Give me a sec. <laughs> no, uh, oh, Caspian will begin climbing up the ladder as well. Uh, he's gonna reach near the top. Uh, he's gonna say, "Oh, Jimmy, I hear something coming up the ladder. <laughs> Shoot it!" Boy, Joe, Ringo. So stupid. I love it. Uh, Caspian is gonna get near the top of the ladder, but before he reaches the very top, uh, and goes out entirely, he's going to say, "I'm coming up. I am unarmed." Thank Christ. Well, how do we know that he's unarmed? What if they're just saying that? 
I repeat myself, how did you get your job? You have to answer my question first before I answer yours. No, Grant, scratch that. I understand how you got your job. You applied. How did you keep your job? Um, I show up to work every day. Yeah, you clearly all that you do is oh, show up. Oh my god. <laughs> the three stooges up like, here. Caspian, can you please come help me? <laughs> Caspian at this point can can hear. Like you're being loud enough that he can hear what you're saying. Like I'm so I'm, I'm trying to keep hear... it down, but it, it they're so you... set so much. You hear from like the mouth of this entryway just like a loud prolonged like <sighs> Uh. Boris, that you? Uh, and the guard in front of you. So sound just like Caspian. (laughs) (laughs) He's a trickster, this one. (laughs) Uh, the the guard lowers the crossbow a bit and goes, "That's you, uh, Captain Duran. That's you." Uh, and Caspian takes that moment to pop his head out uh, and sort of looks over and goes, yes, yes, it's me. Put the weapons down, please. They're not going to hurt you. They're here on Citadel business. Also, for God's sake, take your finger off the trigger. Safety. Uh, is He continues to climb out uh he's gonna look back behind him and go the rest of you up the ladder be quick about it all right do the guard just like lower their their crossbows yeah they 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 kind of lower their crossbows a little bit they don't put them away fully but they do sort of lower them a little bit upon seeing caspian come out from the ladder once they do that i'll start to stand up and like brush like the dirt and do off of my legs and just give the guard in front of me just the most withering of looks. And You're alright? They didn't anything. hurt you, did they? No. They I wasn't talking brain. to you, I was talking to them. Uh, don't mess with them. Okay? They will mess you up. Uh... And Boris, is they're like, better than you. <laughs> they'll do. They'll do you harm. <laughs> Boris is like, yeah, okay, okay, I get it. Um, I've been in wars. How you many know. people? <laughs> how many people do you have down there with you? Not many. It's a small group. We came in through the sewer system. You fucking clown car out of the uh, fucking sewer grate. <laughs> as soon as Caspian says. That- because so he's talking to the guard saying that I will fuck them up if they mess with me. Yes. As soon as he says that, I will like take my toe and just kind of like flick the daggers back up and like put them back in their sheets. Show off. Uh, the, like showing off, like trying to trying to the uh, the woman behind you me. sort of chuckles uh, under her breath and says, uh, "Cool party trick." rapier back in the sheath and just kind of uh, whoa what are you do the What's rest of deal? you do the rest of you climb up the ladder um 
yeah. when dad climbs Oldest up too right yeah only because i enjoy comedy in its purest sense do the guards react to a smaller childlike version of uh Jasmine coming up from the crate weirdly no okay i don't think they're smart enough to put it together that's fair one isn't <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> Uh, Boris turns to Caspi and says, All right, so what's what's the plan? What are we doing? Uh, Caspi says, We need to get inside the Citadel. I'm assuming that we can. Uh, Boris says, Yeah, yeah, we, we were waiting for you. We, we got people inside. Everybody's gathered in the East Hall, but I don't want to say anything else while we're out here. Uh, Caspi says, Yes, fair enough. Okay. Um, East today. Uh, and he looks towards the, the woman. Isidai, did you hear anything from... And she nods and says, He's waiting for you. Uh, and Caspian goes, Shit. Okay. Uh, everybody, let's stay together. We're gonna go get inside the Citadel. Eyes up and around. Expect surveillance of some kind. Uh, I'm going to have everybody make a group perception check for me as you are led into the Citadel by uh, Boris and Isidre. What, you said her, uh, what did you say her name was? Isidre? Isidre. Isidre. I-S-S-I-D-R-A. Okay, Isidre. And uh, Boris, spelt Boris. <laughs> no spelling required. Uh, I rolled a natural one. Yay! <laughs> Rolling hot tonight. Yeah. I got a yep, five. I rolled a with, two. With a, with a, I rolled an eight. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm a, loving a, it. A 13 on the D100. All right, and I need to go to <laughs> So wait, <laughs> So wait, what do we read? Need to roll? Perception. 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 That's good. I got an, I got an eighteen. Oh, that's our grace. <laughs> only person. Right only back. person above double digits. <laughs> um. <laughs> Boris. Boris looks to you. Set. Did you just drop a disguise? No. I look, immediately look over to Caspian. Caspian, what's wrong with my face? Okay, we need to go. What the fuck? Why? We don't. Never mind. We don't have time for that. Okay, everybody inside. Caspian, what the fuck happened? What's wrong with my face? Uh, and he quickly he pulls out a dagger, uh, one of his daggers that he has that's like polished to a mirror sheen, and he holds it up to you. Uh, and looking into the reflection of the dagger, you see your face. Uh, but it now uh, is adorned with this spectacular handlebar mustache. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that curls at the edges. Seeing that, Set immediately pulls the f temporary face mask that they had made down in the sewer back up over their face. <laughs> okay. Like that back up. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, 
So, everybody, you are led down the hill a bit to one of the large gray stone walls near you. Uh, you see Isidra runs a finger along the stone in sort of like a trapezoid pattern, and a rectangular door is suddenly formed and appears out of the wall and sort of slides open. Uh, and you are gestured to follow inside. Uh, Caspian gives everybody like a nod of like assurance, like, yep, this is what it should be. Farming. Okay. Uh, you are all led inside, and the door closes in behind you. Uh, initially, you are in darkness, but there's a snap of a finger, and torches illuminate across the walls. Uh, you find yourselves in a dark stone-covered hallway, uh, much like the one you went through when you first uh, when you were first arriving at the Citadel, and you were kind of being led through these different like hallways. Uh, the the two guards lead the group down the hallway, uh, a good sixty or seventy feet before taking a left uh, and then ducking into, you kind of see there's like this large wooden door with a big brass uh, pole handle on it. And they knock on the door. Uh, there is a sort of like a bell chime from the other side. And they take the handle and open it and sort of gesture for everybody to go in. Go ahead and move in. I guess we we'll, should go in, right? Inside the room, you walk in, and you are immediately greeted, uh, not in the literal sense, but in the general sense, uh, you see before you a crowd of people. Uh, oh. All of them. Uh, and I mean, like, we're talking like 14 to 16 people in this room. All of them are standing around this massive, immense stone table. Uh, there are atlases and maps and battle strategies and topography and like uh all kinds of diagrams that are just covering the walls entirely uh and on the stone table is a magically recreated uh almost like a hologram of sorts but it is this miniature uh highly detailed rec creation of Broken Blade Castle. Uh, one of the figures at the table looks up as you all arrive in and says, Close the door, please, behind you. I'm afraid. Um, yeah, I, I think at this point, uh, just following Caspian's lead on this one. Caspian just sort of gives you all a, a quiet nod and motions to uh there's sort of like a break in the in the 
crowd of people around the table uh, where there's enough space for you to be able to kind of stand in amongst them. Uh, as the rest of you enter and the door is closed, more eyes, several more sets of eyes train their attention to you momentarily uh, before returning back to the table. Uh, there is a man, human, uh, face is scarred, shows age, shows duress, short uh, hair, very neatly combed back, uh, a uh, very neatly trimmed beard lining his face, uh, small beady eyes, uh, hawk-like, uh, focused on the map itself. He wears very, uh, it's like a, almost like a very regal, uh, set of armor, uh, deep crimson red and black interlaced with each other, large pauldrons on his shoulders, uh, full greaves, uh, and there is a, a capelet to the armor as well that comes down the back, down to the waist. Uh, he stands with both hands placed on the table itself, leaning forward, uh, eyes directly on the table, uh, and he continues with what he was saying before uh, you had all arrived in. Every entrance that we know of is also one that the Warforged are aware of by now. If we are going to find an opening, it has to be one that wasn't on the original blueprints. We need the architect here. And now, if we are going to develop a plan, we're going to need all of the information that is available to us. Uh, and at that, he looks up, and he meets all of you. So, you finally arrive. I honestly thought you were going to say awake. Well, if we were in a moving car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arrived. Who's this again, sorry? Uh, they yet. have not been identified yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. They, they are at the, but they are at the head of the table. And we do know that Very they've been through thing. some shit. Yeah, I think just kind of defer to Caspian. I like I would yeah, like to talk, of... but I, I feel like I don't really have the authority here. I feel like yeah, all I have is to look at Caspian and go. I feel like the kid on like the school trip and I'm at the museum and I'm like the teacher went off to like the bathroom, but like the, the, the person at the counter is like, where are you guys tickets? And it's like, uh, uh, you should, Caspian, you uh, should introduce us. It's probably best. I, I poke Caspian like with my elbow. I. Yes, we have arrived. Apologies for not being able to get here sooner. 
we were intercepted uh, in our route. The Warforged are relentless in their pursuit of anyone who is currently out. Um, the man at the head of the table makes no motion, and his eyes remain trained on group. Um, as he says, uh, yes, it is getting more dangerous by the hour. Do you at least have intel for us, Durant? We, we do. We have some. Um, we came across something. We, we had made an excursion to the King's Forest south of us. And we were able to uncover some information. I'm unsure as to whether or not it will correlate with anything that you have discovered. It doesn't matter. Presented to us. Uh, and mm. he goes, Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, and he at reaches. this point, I'll actually, I'll pull out the note that I had written the translated cipher on, and I will hand it to Casper. As you do so, all eyes in the room are trained on you. Everyone turns to look at you with interest. It looks like Caspian takes a note from you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, you all do notice that Caspian, who while it while it has varied depending on the occasion, generally speaking, has been pretty confident. Um. But in the presence of this group and of this person who is addressing him directly, he seems strangely like coward um, mm. in the sense of like his body language is sort of like reserved. He seems he's not speaking as clearly. He's a little more uncertain. Mm. Um, you can intuit that this person, whoever it is, uh, is very likely a much higher level of authority than him, uh, and does seem to intimidate him. Yes, well, with the help of my uh, compatriots here, we received a message of our own from one of the Warforged. Um, it was in a dialect that was not familiar to us, but uh, my acquaintance here, and he sort of gestures to Silva, was somehow able to decipher it and translate it into a written form. Um, and he then takes the note and he holds it out. Uh, the man at the head of the table waves his hand, and when he does, the note roughly pulls itself from Caspian's grasp and floats across the table to his reach, uh, wherein the man at the head takes the note, pulls it open, begins looking over it. Throw.
You deciphered this. Looking to you, Silva. Yes, I did. Is this your first time deciphering a language such as this? Why, yes, it is. <laughs> Durant, what is the meaning of this? Uh, Caspian says. I'm not entirely sure myself. She, for as long as I have known her, has not shown any indication of being able to comprehend this, and it's not something I'm familiar with. As far as I'm aware, the Warforged don't have kind of a specific language that they use. Uh, and he is cut off uh, by the man who says, You are not aware of a lot of things. And we keep it that way. This friend of yours? How long have you known her? Where is she from? She, she was a passenger aboard the lightning rail. All of them were, gesturing the rest of the group. Following the incident, we brought them here to the safety of the Citadel, and they have been assisting us with the investigation. Why wasn't this cleared with me? Cle cleared with you? You know that I'm the top chief on the investigation into the incident of the lightning rail. Any additional personnel that were being brought on board the investigation would have been ran through me for approval first. Any of them. How long have they been here? Been here since the incident. They have been with me. This note disturbs me greatly. Do you understand why? Do any of you understand why? It's... Is this the same guy at the head of the table, or is this a different person speaking? This is the same person at the head of the table. It Everyone is. else at the table so far has been dead silent. Okay, I just want to make sure. The threat of the note is fairly clear. Speak up! Yes, we understand. It shows clear signs that there's someone outside controlling. That this is not necessarily under the control of the Warforged, but someone who is controlling them. And that has a lot of implications behind it. You say controlling. Elaborate on that. As the note speaks, there it speaks of a conduit. It's 
the interactions that we have had with Warforged show the signs of a hive mind of a communication between all of them that are under this control, seemingly, that have all been showing uncharacteristic violence. A conduit would be the only idea that someone is controlling. Which means that someone wants all of this to happen, and who knows who that person is. He looks to one of the people at the table. High mage. Does any of this sound like it has validity to you? They speak of a conduit. How would that work? How would it function? Uh, a shorter figure leans forward a bit, uh, looking past a few people, and you all recognize Nebic. Yes. Well. What they speak of, uh, a conduit can mean many things, but I think in this sense they mean in the arcane, uh, a conduit acts as a way of directing magical arcane force. It could potentially be used to amplify the effects of a particular spell or an enchantment. Um, however, the conduit in question would have to be quite large uh, for it to have the range uh, that is being suggested here. Um, very large indeed. The note, the words that are readable here. They mention a tower, they mention the castle. Am I to assume that the castle itself is being used as a conduit for this? This communications magic that is allowing the Warforged to it does engage with so. each other in this way. Yes, it appears so. The man at the table stands there for a moment. You said you went south to the King's Forest, and that was where you gained this information. Why were you there? I don't say this. I just out for a walk, looking for spiders. <laughs> what the hell do you think we were doing down there? <laughs> uh, uh, we were looking... <laughs> I mean, we were looking for the Warforged. <laughs> we had good reason to believe that the Warforged attack was related to the camps out there. I'll, I'll kind what of look you... over at Caspian and see like how he's yeah, reacting kind of... to that question as well. I forgot what trying the... to pick up a vibe off of him. I did slightly forget what, what was that led us specifically to go to that for. We went to the, the house that had the, the ledger. Because um, it was from the ledger based on the first one. That yeah. that haunted house that we went to. Yeah. Yeah, where nobody died. No nobody died. Nobody officially died. There was fine. no secret <laughs> evil like sacrifice altars in the basement. No horrible ghost armor that hurt anyone. 
Nope. Uh uh. Nope. Never happened. <laughs> nope. I'm just, Caspian I'm just, just believes in ghosts for whatever reason. I'm, um, just, I'm just waiting for y'all to slip up and say something in character. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Uh, 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 no, but yes. So, I mean, well, I did say that the, we were there looking for the Warford. Yeah, that part was the last believe. thing in character there. Uh, the eyes with intensity dart back over to Caspian. Why south? What made you think the Warforged were there? Uh, and Caspian says, here, uh, pulls another document from his purse. Uh, before he can even finish pulling it, it's ripped from him. The document flies across the table, and the man the snatches it out of the air. It's fragile, you know. Silence. Uh, he looks over it. This is a ledger of active warforged. <laughs> so you were tracking these warforged in particular? Uh, Caspian speaks up. Yes. Records indicated that they had been transferred to a few different places in a relatively short amount of time. It correlated with the time frame of missing persons at one of the forts outside of the forest. I believe that there was a connection between the warforged that were at this fort initially and the ones that attacked the lightning. The man says, yes, well, that is a fair assumption to make. We were also able used to, to decent that. detective work from you, but well, suppose I'm half impressed. We were able to verify that one of the warforged on that list was in the area of the the keep to the south. Uh, it had been wrapped up by a particularly large spider that was occupying the area. Uh, but we were able to make out the numbers on it, and it matches up to that list. He looks to Caspian. You didn't mention anything about dragging civilians through Blink Spider. <laughs> Sorry, all I could uh, think of was Cas the fucking... Caspian... <laughs> A warp spider! <laughs> Caspian begins to, uh, begins to speak up. Yes, well, as I said, we went through the King's Forest. You didn't mention a lot of things to me. We will address that later. Yes, Fron. Of course, Fron. Wait, what was that word you said? Vron. V-R-O-N. Did I hear Franck? V-R-O-N. I heard father, and I'm like, wait, what? Back I heard that as well, Franny. <laughs> yes, Papa. <laughs> Vron. Like, oh, grandfather. Is it B R O N N? V R. V. V as in victory. V as in. Voice and Ivy. Yes. Would we recognize just that uh, that name? Would that ring any bells just off 
just that single name or make a history check whoever wants come on I'll go I'll do uh, it. where is history um, I need to just just don't let me make rolls I rolled a 12 I rolled an 11 uh, that's okay. a 91 okay. oh no Yay! This this dot this D twenty is not allowed to be rolled anymore. Two in Get a em. row. Get him out now. Get him out now before the big. You're gonna need a before the big Yeah, I mean like battle here. Of all the Get places to have it occur, like this is probably one of the least dangerous. But all right, twenty one. Oh man. Oof. Oof. <laughs> you said 91, right? Yeah. <laughs> oof. That bye did. bye, butter, Butterfree. The man said, oof. Uh, I'll tell oof. you this right now, honestly. Uh, I'll let you sit with it. Uh, whatever the next encounter may be, you will go last in the initiative order. Okay. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> Honestly, that's not that bad. That's fine. <laughs> There's a part two, though. Oh, shit. God <laughs> damn it. It's in the 90s. There's no way that's the only thing. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You will be yeah, last yeah. in the initiative because yeah. you shall be dead. If I had to get, if I had to make, I don't know, I could somehow seeing this be transferring into your last in the initiative because you're also very slow. <laughs> Your last initiative because slow you spell, lost your if, that, if that would be the case, the slow spell is an unforgiving mistress. <laughs> uh, apologies. Can I get everyone else's rolls one more time? 21. I got 21. 12. 21. 12. 11. Uh, you all passed. Excellent. Uh, you have heard this name two times. Uh, the most recent time was literally as you were climbing out of the uh, sewers there. Uh, Isidre said the name to Caspian. Uh, said that Vron is waiting for you. The first time that you all heard it uh, was by Caspian speaking to Nebic uh, the very first day that you were in the sort of the waiting room, the meeting room. Uh, you uh, you heard him offhand mention uh, that uh, Vron was was looking to speak to him. Hmm. Oh. This die is fucking banished. I rolled that now one, and then I rolled it a few more times, and I was like, okay, you're looking okay now. And then I roll it again. It's not allowed. It's banned. Uh, yeah, so... So after he gets that message, does he... takes takes the ledger, kind of sets it down next to him, and says, 
We need to understand the full capabilities of this conduit. As well as how to shut it down. What will it take to cut it off entirely? Is he directing that question to anyone in specific? He is sort of directing it to the group at large, like everybody in the room. Um, I'll I'll chime in and just be like, I would assume that the most direct way to to negate the powers of the conduit would be to shatter it, to break it, if that's possible. Uh, that would require knowing its specific location, though. Uh, Nebic sort of gives you a bit of an approving nod and says, Yes, that would be the seemingly ideal way to go about it, much like a phylactery. Um, hmm. Based on it. It acts as the source, and so it must be, uh, in most instances, rendered destroyed. Uh, in order to fully negate the spell. Uh, apologies, Miss Silva, you were about to say something? Well, yes, and then it would also have to be, it, it would likely, based on the range that it had done, given that, seemingly, this control radius allows it to, at least, in some capacity, at least affect Warforge, or... I don't know if they, I guess, need the to be under the influence of the command, or the... they have to continuously be under the influence of the command... But inevitably, Sean was quite a ways away, and or even at least where we were was not necessarily close or within the city when we were attacked on the lightning rail. But likely, I imagine, had have to be near the highest point of the palace. Be quite large too, as uh, Nevik had mentioned earlier. If something sure, comes to mind. I'm sure has the palace itself any... is probably quite large on its own. Well, it it would have to be a specific item that would be able to amplify the magic power, if I'm understanding what you said. Right, I'm right just now. more saying that, like, if anything, it likely can be housed, and even, you know, even if, this, if the Sente Tower is the tallest point, it's probably large enough to house a, an immensely sized... Vron uh, reaches out to the... this sort of projection of the castle, uh, reaches a hand forward and says, Looking here, you can see that there are 11 towers to the castle itself. This one here, the central tower, reaches up the highest. It extends 870 feet in the air. And there is a room at the very top. Correct, Nebic. And Abic says, yes, of course. Uh, there is an observation chamber at the very top of that tower. Um, it stands to reason that if any sort of a conduit uh, was to be physically housed somewhere, they very easily could have placed it within that observation chamber. Um, Nebic, how large do you, would you estimate that this conduit would have to be in order to have the range that it has? Ah, uh, yes, well, I have been working with the King's Wands to attempt to decipher this. You see, the the duration, as well as the range of this effect, uh, as we are calling it currently, uh, is so significant that 
we have to assume that the conduit itself is quite massive. Uh, we have been scouring our books to see uh, what it could possibly be. Uh, we considered the possibility that it is an enormous crystal, or could even be a dragon shard, uh, that has been harnessed for this purpose, though the usage of a dragon shard in that way has not been seen for close to 70, 80 years now. Do we know when the last time it was seen? Like, there what happened? reports scattered, though. Uh, but they came from the north. Far, far north of us, to, to the north of the continent, and the sources were deemed unreliable, uh, by which I mean a few of them were committed to asylum for their own. Hmm. Wonderful. Uh, well, how, how likely would it even be that, it, that a massive enough crystal conduit would be able to be moved to that room unnoticed? I... It seems... Impossible. Uh, the king's shields, after all, populate uh, several floors of the castle. Uh, every wing, every ward has a few members of the king's shields uh, there on patrol. And there are regular patrols. Um, I guess the question course, partly would be, when was the last time that, there, that people were up in that observation? We don't have that information, I'm afraid. Um, if we were able to reach out to any members of the King's Shields, they would hopefully be able to tell us, but as it is, our communication with them has been severed. So likely, we are, we are looking at if it was a large crystal being used in order to get that into that room more than likely it would have had to you know as dour as this might be it's an inside job to actually even get it to that room in the first place um i mean even just even if it was uh a is a dragon shard dragon crystal even getting it up to that room would have required someone that either was incredibly skilled at sneaking and getting around like that, or it was planted by someone that had access and wouldn't be questioned going in there. Indeed. Rest assured that the investigation does not end after we rescue the king, detain the Warforged, and free the hostages. There will still be much to uncover after this. It is not enough for us to stop this incident. We also will need to look into why. But that will be for us to handle. We will not involve you in such matters. For your safety. That is absolutely fine by us, but we do want to you know, play our part in seeing this come to an end. 
Well, for that to happen, we need to know where to tell you to go. And at that moment, there is a knock on the door. So, so, and this isn't the character, but the I like the idea of like none of you should handle this. It's we your your safety is a concern. Okay, we just met two people that are supposedly guards of this king <laughs> outside. Yeah. I think you need us. <laughs> and only one of them was even mildly competent. This is a fair point, but I do, I, I feel the need to say uh, that the two that you have just met are guards of the Citadel, and that is an immensely different thing from the King's Shield. Yeah, that's that's true, uh, but I'll... still inherently a very important position to be All holding. Here it is, excuses, Dylan. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're just gonna I'm call a, I'm Boris a DM, an outlier. <laughs> we're gonna hold. We'll, we're gonna we'll hold. categorize Boris as an outlier for now. And after this is all said and done, I will be lodging a complaint. However, <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I. <sighs> I th I think right now we we need to figure out a way to get to that tower. Uh, I mean, the, the tower is the most likely spot that this would have to be in. But it's a question of getting there in the first place. Um, as I said, uh, there is a knock at the door. Uh... Boris takes his hand and puts it against the door, uh, and you see his eyes illuminate with a golden light for a moment. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, Master Kaskara, sir. Uh, and Fran looks up. Uh, yes. The architect in question? He's here. Shall I let him in? Um, and, uh... Oh, no. <laughs> Vron, uh, nods his head and said, Yes, be quick about it. Uh, Boris snaps his fingers, and you hear that chime sound that you heard initially, uh, but now from the other side. Uh, takes the handle, pulls it open, and says, Off to you. Uh, and you see a, uh, short, uh, gentleman walk through the door, looking around nervously, clutching a uh, a bundle of sort of wrapped up scrolls and what looked to be like maps and diagrams. Uh, as the figure walks into the room, uh, well-kept hair, a bit of a bushy beard, um, well-dressed, uh, high decorum. Uh, the figure walks in, uh, sort of looking around nervously, and makes eye contact uh, with you, Johannes, uh, and a bit of a smile creeps across his face uh, as you all see Cassowary Dubois fucking <laughs> the room, uh, escorted by two more guards. Bronze uh, speaks. Bronze like speaks from the head of the table. Master Dubois, thank you for coming on such short notice. Forgive us for the intrusion, but we need your help in saving the king. Uh, and Cassowary sort of says, Well, that's uh, quite a 
quite an introduction. Um, I, I hope I'm, I hope I'm the man for the job. Uh, always willing to help the kingdom, of course. Uh, what, what do you, what, what do you need? And Ron motions to him, says, "Come, come to the table." Everyone, Master Dubois is a architect uh, with deep roots in the city of Rote. Uh, he and his family are responsible for several of the structures that have been built throughout the city. Uh, am I to understand it was your great-grandfather who assisted with uh, restoration work to the castle itself? Uh, and Cassowary sort of bounces his way up to the table, uh, <laughs> sets the bundle of scrolls on the on the t- uh yes uh that is correct he kind of looks to you all hi um yes that is correct uh my great-grandfather bless his soul uh was integral in the restoration work that was done on the castle yes uh not to not to brag on his behalf of course but uh yes he did splendid job very good job um and ron says yes we're all very happy for him could you please uh illuminate us as to the nature of this restoration. Uh, and Cassowary goes out. <clears throat> yes. Uh, well, uh, if you see here, and he takes one of the, the scrolls and he sort of unrolls it out, and you see a very detailed map of the castle as well as the castle ground. Um, it is covered with notes uh, made in ink. Um, just scribbles and diagrams and arrows and circles pointing all every which way uh tons of numerals uh and script uh in multiple languages uh it is this incredibly complex blueprint uh of a layout of the broken blade castle uh and he points to uh the northern wall uh the inner northern wall of the castle uh yes well right here uh, there was the wall that needed repair, of course. Um, that northern wall we ended up replacing the entirety of uh, due to the existing damage to it. Uh, it was a necessary precaution. Uh, the mortar that was in place, uh, while some of it was still standing, had been there for long enough, and we worried that the uh, the physical tension resulting from uh, the artillery attack could cause the structural integrity of that wall to become compromised in the near future. So the decision was made to rebuild the entire wall. Um, now, when this wall was built, uh, let's see here. And he, he pulls out uh, sort of like a leather-bound little little booklet, uh, opens it up, begins flipping through it. Uh, now, we look here. Uh, yes, here we go. Uh, these are the materials that were uh, requested for the building, uh, the rebuild of this wall. Uh, and, and if you look, I've I've highlighted it here for everyone. And he kind of pushes the the booklet to the middle of the table, and you see all of these people sort of lean in to take a look, uh, including Vron himself. Uh, you can see that this is sort of a material list. Um, there is, of course, the basic necessary components: the mortar and the stone that build the foundation of the wall. Uh, there is also uh, some some trimmings here for the windows. Uh, wood, uh, I believe it was a particular spruce that was requested. Um, but that's that's not that's not the interesting part. The interesting thing is this here, and he he turns a page, 
and there's an additional notation and a list of a few more items. He says, if you look here, uh, there was a very heavy oak wood, uh, about six trees worth, requested, as well as a, uh, about six pounds of iron, raw iron, which was, uh, stamped and formed to create iron braces. Uh, now, these sort of braces are made specifically, uh, especially to use iron in this fashion, uh, in the construction of a doorway. So, uh, the material requested here suggests that there was a door planned to be installed on this northern side. Uh, now, you and I, as well as everyone here, knows that there is no door on the northern side. We can probably assume that uh, it, it was never built after all, uh, perhaps. Um, and Veron says, if that were to be the case, what of the materials that were requested? Uh, and Cassowary says, yes, well, we don't know. <laughs> Um, well, uh, there's, there's, there's notes here, but um, it, we don't actually physically know where those materials went. Uh, there's a gap in the notes that my great-grandfather had left. Um, he, yeah, please don't get the wrong idea. He was very studious. He definitely kept a record of everything that he worked on. Uh, it, it would be very much beneath him to somehow misplace uh, a bunch of materials. Uh very much not not something that he of of his station would do. Uh, and Vron says, yes, it's quite enough. Thank you. If we are to assume that your great-grandfather did, in fact, keep track of all the materials, and the ones in question that would have been used for the manufacture of a door were not misplaced after all, that tells us a few different possibilities. First of all, that the materials were stolen. Secondly, that the materials were resold. Or third, that the materials were used as per their original intention to construct a door. Uh, and one of the people at the table speaks up and says, Oh, goodness, Casca, you're not suggesting that there is a secret door? On the northern end of the wall. And what? Nobody has discovered it for 70 years? Um, and Vron says, I refuse to leave anything chance. It would be a great way in if it were. The Warforged wouldn't know about it. Uh, Caspian speaks up at this moment. Uh, Master Dubois, uh, and, uh, Cassowary looks to him and says, Oh, yes. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yes, what is it? Uh, and he says, Um, your great-grandfather, would there be any benefit for him to have built a door in secret when he was tasked with the construction of this wall. 
Um, and Kessler says, uh, well, Mr. Bart, I can't think of anything uh, specifically. <laughs> oh, it my, all makes sense. My, my great-grandfather, uh, and you can all kind of catch, I won't make your roll for this, you can all kind of catch Ron, like, looks to Caspian with, like, a raised eyebrow, like... And the rest of the party is stifling laughter. I yeah, <laughs> like we're all just like mm. Caspian is visibly sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bart, yes, yes, quite. Oh uh, yes, Clark. What do you what do, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> um. Yes. Well, uh, my great grandfather was never the sort to take bribes of any sort, nor to conduct any sort of nefarious alternate plans. Uh, he did his work with pride and with honesty, uh, and his ledger is clean and to the mark. Uh, although... And uh, Caspian says, although what? Well, I, I, as I say, my great-grandfather was a very honorable man, but I can't speak for everyone that he ever met, of course. Uh, I suppose, in theory, if he... Uh, whoever was working with him on the restoration may have saw fit to include a door and may have done so without getting prior consent from my great-grandfather in the first place. Master Dubois, looking at the materialist in question and the wall, is there a real possibility that a secret door was built there? Who would actually have knowledge of it? It, it is my understanding that we, uh, uh, the members of the Citadel, have knowledge of all entrances and exits to the castle. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let me, let me. Second. And he takes the ledger and he just starts, starts like flipping through. Yes. Well, um, uh, uh, well, um. Oh, 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 oh! I found something. Um, um. Yes. Okay. So there is, there is a note here. Uh, it looks like my great grandfather, uh, did receive a request. For a door, let me read this here, um, from, oh, that, oh, oh, that makes sense, uh, of course, it was requested by, uh, the king's right hand, um, uh, master, master three, uh, it looks like he had submitted the request for the restoration to include an additional door to be installed, uh, it looks like the reasoning given was to allow for an additional safeguard in case the royal family needed to be vacated from the castle in the event of a counterattack from the opposing nation. Well, that makes complete sense to me. Uh, and you see the faces around the table sort of darken a bit. 
Uh, and Vron himself goes. Yes. All the sense in the world. So it stands to reason that three had a door constructed. I'm sure he was able to keep it off of official records and away from our eyes. That would also mean that he has been planning this for several decades. Which is odd. Why now? I, I he kind of looks to Caspi and says this. What? What's so special about now? Why? What makes now the opportune moment to strike if he's been planning this for so long? Caspian says, I'm not 100% sure. I... I still don't fully understand what would make three... Why he would choose to usurp the royal family like this. We've all known him to be one of the most trusted advisors to the king and to the royal family by extension. It still doesn't fully add up for me. I can only hope that if we are forced to confront him, we can subdue him in such a way that we can perhaps gain some insight on the matter and hopefully some answers. Uh, Vron sort of crosses his arms and says, I feel the message he sent out was succinct enough. It is clear that he feels slighted by his history amongst us and has decided to take matters into his own hands. It would sound to me that he yearns for battle, and who are we to deny him such a request? That's convenient. How so? Hmm? If you will speak at this table, you should speak clearly so all can hear you, fairy. I don't look like a fairy. <laughs> I still look like a little witch girl right now. <laughs> if you think yeah, I draw my disguise, you have another thing coming, mister. Caspian, uh, Caspian looks to you and then to Vron. How did... We all heard the same message. We know who three is looking for. Before anyone leaves this table, there will be a universal agreement amongst all of us. In order for us to work, in order for our plan to succeed, we must be able to fully trust one another.
no one in this room is to be given away as a negotiation. We will not trade any life for the life of the royal family or of the hostages. Right, still another question. How do you know that I'm the fairy? What am, am I not? Am I not potentially the dwarf? You will allow me to have tricks of my own that I will not explain to strangers. I think in a scenario where mind control is currently on the table, I feel like that is justified. Vron reaches a hand up to his eye, taps them, and from the pupils, a silvery uh, round shape almost like that of like a coin, but it's like corporeal, uh, is plucked from both of his eyes. Uh, and he holds them out, almost like a pair of contact. I am the Grand Admiral of the King's Swords, young one. It is within my job to see everything. And he takes the items and reattaches them to his eyes where they fade in and become invisible ones. All right. Well, fair is fair then. Flick it. Help will remain uh, on, but the, hear... dis the disguise will fall. <laughs> you, hear, uh, you hear Caspian underneath his breath go, so I'm not the only one using experimental shit. All right, then. <laughs> yes, I'll flick. I'll flick the hat. Remove disguise. Keep hat on. Okay. Um. I. Uh, Vron. But yes, the table it, once. I I made the I made the comment earlier. Inherently, it's too. Con it, I've con I've made this note to Caspian multiple times. I mean, inevitably, while the evidence isn't enough to be there, the the coincidence of I mean, it, inevitably, it's one of two things: it's either good timing for three, or 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 an issue one way or the other. But seeming the seeming uh, a public I don't know no word I'm looking for I'm getting the word I'm looking for not <laughs> lack of support the public the public lack of support by some prominent members of the city public sentiment huh public sentiment no I'm saying like the no. it's the people giving a public a, a public lack of support uh towards the king uh Kind of cropping up, seemingly, uh, or at least living within the shadows, and then creating fuel to said fire. And either works, and it, it works in their favor. So inevitably, this is 
that's where the the that is where inevitably the question of who is in control is going to come in. But if you're wondering as to why now it would be convenience, there's already public. There are those who have prominent statures who have publicly stated their dissatisfaction with the throne. There are people who will listen to such things. And therefore, they are potentially willing to follow. Now, whether or not Inevitably, so you making utilization of that makes it decent timing. Are you suggesting that three is using these attacks to incite an uprising? Three or the one who is controlling him? Controlling him. And he is a warforge, is he not? Yes, but everything everything that we have gathered, everything that he has said himself seems to suggest that he is at the helm. Correct. Publicly. However... Just another tactic. Well, given that we... I feel at this point, giving your note of secrets... There should I feel it is right that there should be none here. I look more looking at Casper when I say that. Upon our own realm of sno- of snooping and information gathering, we found ourselves privy to a conversation amongst amongst noble fellows that, with the effective desire. To see, to see the, to see the, uh, or not like execu- execution would be the wrong word. Uh, the, like, not attempt, attempt is to, the disposition. I don't know. Essentially, the, the desire to the create a coup. Post. One member of such group was the late Ezekiel Levison. Um, at this point, you notice Cassowary Dubois across from you. Uh, looks very nervous and is kind of looking at you like. I'm sorry, did you think I was on your side? <laughs> hmm. I look dead in the eyes. <laughs> dead in the eyes. Uh, he gives a very loud, audible gulp. <laughs> Mr. Dubois, I do need to because now I can potentially get some of this information. I've been trying to, and dying to find a connection for how much do you know about the members of of that balcony conversation? 
balcony conversation. Elaborate. The conversation I told you I was privy to. Why our tickets were procured by none other than Mr. Dubois. Was Isn't that right, Mr. Bart? <laughs> <laughs> At the theater. Velvet curtain. You were there when the war forces. We were. All of you. Eat. You were there when the lightning rail was attacked. It's the only reason we're here together today. And he still continues to search, and he still, and and yet, and we are still being targeted at this moment. The strange thing is, the only reason I could see us being targeted is if we truly did know. But yet, the identity of anyone that could be behind the knowledge of of three is unknown. That's the thing. If we were to... This is why, inevitably, I still find myself in doubt that three is truly the mastermind behind all this. Because if three was the one who had created this all... He knows that there is no information on where the conduit is. There wasn't instructions in that fortress that in the south of the conduit is here. This is how to turn it off. He knows that. But there was information that we were able to glean. But three already played his hand. Why would we be a threat then? We know that we would know that this might happen. Well, he played his card. Our information is useless, supposedly. There is something more. We need to figure out what it is. He's afraid you'll uncover something else. Yes. Either he or the one who is controlling him. Now I may ask once again, Mr. Dubois, what do you know about the members of the balcony conversation? Well, I know that we... Oh. I know that had a lovely time before those warforges attacked. And wasn't that just a terrible thing that happened? Mr. Dubois, uh, why are you avoiding the question? Because... I, and he kind of, like, kneels down the... Because I'm nervous. This is a very scary position to be in. I gesture around and just say, We're all friends here. More the point. more honest you are in this situation, the better the results will be for you. I... Oh. 
well, it's it's as it's as you say. Well, we all were in the balcony. Yes, I was very excited. We were all there for the performance. Uh, that that night's performance of my fair lizard folk, and uh, I was there, of course. Um, I had invited uh the two of them, uh, just two, Johannes and the Caspian. I had invited the two of them uh to the performance. It was to be a lovely night. Um, when they arrived, uh, well, we allowed them to to sit among us and uh. We determined them not to be, you know, imposters or anything dangerous like that sort. So <laughs> we we cared about our usual business, Resist. which is to, to converse <laughs> with each other and to keep up on what's so funny. What what? This is not a laughing matter. I'm trying to explain the situation. Oh, don't don't tempt it. Don't don't tempt it. <laughs> yep, no. Mr. Dubois, you're being very vague. <laughs> I believe intentionally so. The more vague you are, the more suspicious you seem. I hope you realize that. <laughs> we... I've got to watch you holding it together, Frank. My colleagues and I love to visit the theater. It is an opportunity for us to enjoy some fine art, but also to get together and converse, to catch up with each other on the current events. Occasionally to vent to each other once in a while about our problems, but otherwise mm. it is <laughs> it is it is an opportunity to meet. We we are friends after all. It's, there's nothing abnormal about that. I will say that the discussion that particular evening was a bit tense. Um there were some rather heightened uh, conversations happening between a few of the members. Uh, but I don't see how any of it specifically could be seen as uh, uh, plans to uh, rise up against the kingdom. I, I, It's just talk, after all. Insight check. I've been waiting... <laughs> I've been waiting yeah, for that's... somebody to call for an insight check. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to get it with a 12. What the hell is in Marshall? Oh, my God, Marshall. <laughs> Self-report. I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, you Inside, just huh? Okay. <laughs> uh, I said 12. 18 for me. Yep, I got 12. Uh, 13. <laughs> I love the 13 right as I see the uh, the number pop up. Yeah, yeah. I... I'm going to be nice here. I, had, I had specifically was referring to Dak for that insight check. Uh, All right. But I'll let everyone else's I feel like I am taking part in the interrogation of him here. If one of us is sus, all of us are sus. That is true. You speak the gospel. I will allow it. Um, May he who okay. is not sus. Okay, so first stone. insight, huh? Uh, that's a cool twenty-two. 
Thank you, Marshall. Uh, so <laughs> the facial journey that you are all able to gather from Cassowary Dubois uh, is that he strikes you. Well, there is there is a bit still a bit of caginess there. It doesn't seem inherently malicious. Oh yeah. Oh my bad. It it's more so that of somebody who has maybe been privy to a lot of these conversations to the point of it becoming routine and they're having a hard time coming to terms with the possibility that there may have been more seriousness to it and that they possibly sort of let it slide as this is just friends talking uh, and it is now create a revolution <laughs> and it is now it is now sort of dawning on them the severity of the situation uh and how much they or how little he did to actually you know, stand in the way of such thing. Um, he looks very conflicted and very scared and uh, not in a good place right now. He legitimately thought they were all there to just chit-chat and watch a fucking He thought play. they were just riffing, man. Look, who hasn't been like, I, you know, I wish I could just overthrow the government, you know, but then one person says it. And the other people take it seriously. And then they're all on the news the next and day. And then January 6th <laughs> happens. Right. Listen. And then one of them wears a Viking helmet. <laughs> Listen, one drink in, your speech gets a little slurred. Two drinks and they, in, the treason talk comes out. Okay. And then and then next the next day you're trampling police with a blue lives matter flag. We've all been there. <laughs> okay. We don't have to we don't have to go that far. <laughs> I mean, that happened. We don't gotta, we don't gotta bring it. Events. I'm just We're, stating we events. Go, we don't gotta go one to one with it. Welcome we to. Go one -to -one uh, stating at, events. The after ten o'clock uh, national one show where uh, we start going political here. When I start drawing <laughs> parallels. Uh, Cut their mics. Cut their mics. Uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, I'm going to more look at him, and I'm going to give him the. So. I need you to tell us all anything that you know of that was talked about very much specifically by Norak. No, sorry, Norak. Master Landis, you mean? I just more was trying to. I was trying to double check a per like the the private conversation I heard. Hmm. Uh, I was just double checking, like that was. Uh, granted, I have some some knowledge of. I have some knowledge on on Sander, then Umberta, and then at least what was meant by Ezekiel. Giving that. Seemingly, our initial invitation, if you will, seemed to have come from them first. 
So what you know of based on these conversations? Uh, maybe you were more privy to more of than we were. Uh, well, uh, a lot of them were really of the same thread. I mean, Master Everson and Master Toxley were known to verbally spar with each other on occasion. They disagree on some principal matters, but usually it, it, it didn't escalate to anything aggressive. It was just, you know, two individuals who saw things differently. Mm -hmm. Two guys being bros. Two pals being dudes. But I guess one thing I would like to know is, were you aware of um, no, Norak's knowledge of this Warforged issue? All of us were. Uh, we, we all know everything that's been... Uh, everything that's been provided to us by the, the local paper, of course. Um, we were aware of the Warforged attack on the lightning rails, most certainly. And and we heard about the incident at the apartments uh, on the southern side of town. Uh, we, we certainly knew as much as anyone did. You'll have to forgive me, but it is quite the topic of conversation amongst the public right now. Uh, Caspian sort of leans in. Yes, well, it's one thing for everyone to recite gossip coming from the local papers. What Miss Silva is looking for here is information that they were aware of that would not have come from local news. Especially Things that given, they may have gathered from their connection. Especially given that he and, he and, he and Sandra were Bickering about it a fair bit. I mean, they they bicker a lot, like, like I said. It, but I, I promise you, they they were. But why would were, it be Norak's problem? Like, why would he so, be the one to deal with it? Uh, I I uh, um <clears throat> I think we're think we're we're extending beyond the reach of my knowledge. Uh, I don't think I, I'm familiar with this. Uh, and Caspian at that, uh, <laughs> at that moment is going to say, okay. Um, and he, he looks to Vron. Uh, Grand Admiral, if I may. Uh, and Vron says, make it quick. Uh, Caspian pulls an item from his pocket. Uh, rotates a dial on it. You all hear a whirring noise. And then there is a flash of light that envelops the room. Turning everything into a brilliant white. And next time, 
we'll find out exactly what it does. We all get to go to the greatest of places, heaven. Heaven. Because <laughs> we just got flashbanged into the afterlife. <laughs> um, and this guy is pretty us. <laughs> <laughs> I started this, and now I'm ending it. I uh, hate it so much, but I love it so much. We'll pick this up next time as we see uh, what this strange device has to offer, uh, what further insights we might gain from Cassowary de Bois, uh, and hopefully forge a concrete plan for rescuing the royal family and the hostages trapped inside Broken Blade Castle. Until then, thank you all for playing, thank you all for watching, and remember... I wasn't an electrical. <laughs> It's not sus to hang out in the cafeteria by yourself. The cafeteria <laughs> is a safe place. Just because I'm there by myself in a corner doesn't mean I'm doing anything suspicious, okay? If anything, you I'm just all having are. lunch. <laughs> if anything, mm -hmm. you all are, okay? Just saying. Good night, everybody. Bye.